Welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. This is Roberta Foster, and today I welcome Kelly C. Miller to Author's Corner. He's written the book, Unexpected Joy, Finding True Purpose Through Surrender, which is published by Harvest House, and he'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Let me tell you about Kelly. He has founded the 314 Community to ensure that the students who graduate from the secondary boarding school in Uganda, where he served for five years, would have the funding, resources, and discipleship needed to live abundant and God-glorifying lives that challenge and transform their communities. He's also a successful software executive and has been actively engaged in ministry for 20 years, preaching, writing, discipling students, and leading trips worldwide to share the good news of Jesus. Kelly, thank Thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, you're welcome, Roberta. Thanks so much for having me. So what is it that prompted you to go to Uganda and tell us about um, what happened there that led to writing the book Unexpected Joy? Yeah, it's certainly uh, an odd direction for somebody who was kind of on top of the business world like myself, but my wife and I were supporting a, a ministry that... Uh, was doing things differently in Uganda and a typical sponsorship organization. Um, and as that organization had children going from primary to secondary, secondary schools in Uganda are, are mainly boarding schools. And the reality of those boarding schools is pretty tough to accept. And so mm. this organization said, hey, we're going to build our own school and we're going to do it very differently and we're going to take some chances. And they... Um, conceived this idea of a boarding school that was centered around the idea of discipleship. And so I had a, a unique background of uh, leadership, uh, seminary, student ministry, and just a burden for, for young people. Mm. And uh, through a series of conversations, they um, asked if we would be open to considering it and praying about it. Uh, my wife was definitely more open to it than I was in the beginning, but as, as things got a little more formalized and I got more excited about what they were doing, um, it felt like the right, the right yes, and so we left the business world and and uh, moved to Uganda in 2016 to help build this school and the student life and discipleship program. And uh, that that school is is thriving. The students are thriving uh, against all odds, and um, that experience will you know opened a lot of a lot of doors for me. But but internally, in my walk, it. I was kind of awakened to the fact that a lot of my air quotes good works uh-huh. were were more selfishly motivated than I knew, and um, you know it was more about kind of me and and how it made me feel and how it made me look and those types of things. And mm. so God kind of awakened me to this idea of you know following Him and doing what He says for the right reasons and those right reasons. It, you might, might want to call it a sincere and joyful obedience, but those right reasons are because he wants what's best for us. He knows what's best for us. And so I kind of found this this true surrender that Jesus kind of talks about in, in the vine and the branches in, um, in the upper room about how abiding really comes from obedience. Mm-hmm. And so I was just lifted up in a way that I've never have been before. And, and how God gives us the strength to accomplish what He asks us to do. Mm-hmm. And we need not be burdened by the limitations of our own efforts. 
And so that's 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 really kind of the genesis of the book is that I've I've lived a life where I've been exposed to lots of different people, different cultures, and I feel like there's just so much unnecessary anxiety and stress um, where we live within the boundaries of our own effort mm. when God has given us all we need to live the life that He's called us to, and so. Yeah, that was the reason that I wrote the book was to just to kind of share with people that if we engage in our burden and we uh, lean into the the strength of God through the Spirit, that um, we can we can have that joy no matter what our circumstances are. Well, did you find that getting away from the American materialism drive uh, and going to Uganda helped you to understand where true joy comes from? The way I would answer that question, Roberta, is um, it, it was kind of the the elevation of perspective. And, you know, you hear a lot of times people live in different countries, different cultures, especially developing world, that your perspective changed. But what I really learned was, was that um, the Western perspective is so influenced by material wealth and material comfort that there's this assumption that, What's happening in, in other cultures that may not have as the, the kind of material means that we do is that it's somehow worse or more broken. And so what God did for me was really validate what Scripture says about the way the world works and who we are and who He is, and, and allowed me to mature to the right perspectives, because I, what I experienced validated what God says about all those important things. So I think for me, it wasn't just gaining a new perspective. It was the validation of, of what the kingdom perspective is. We, we may know it intellectually, whether we you know, read books or gone to seminary or we've got a good teaching church on Sunday. We may intellectually know what the right perspectives are on brokenness and suffering and, and grace and, and the, big, the big doctrines of the church, but that that experience of experiencing God's Word in a way that validates the truth and wisdom of Scripture is what kind of allowed me to understand what the correct perspectives are. And so, yeah, I would answer your question in a way that, yeah, my perspective has—I wouldn't say it's changed, it's just become real. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Today I'm talking with Kelly C. Miller regarding his book, Unexpected Joy, Finding True Purpose Through Surrender, which is published by Harvest House, and you're listening to Author's Corner, and I'm Roberta Foster. Tell us a little bit about the content of your book. Is it written from the perspective of your experiences in Uganda? Is is that kind of the background there? That's a great way to say it. it it's the background. Uh, most of the the chapters have a have a paradigm where I share a story uh, from Uganda, okay. usually with with usually from uh, one of our students uh, or their families or the community uh, from which they come, and that that story um, is designed to introduce a a topic that's typically difficult for us to talk about, wrestle with, understand, and then I explore kind of what the way it plays out in Uganda from a cultural sense. And mm-hmm. then I contrast that with how it works in the United States. And then, and then really the, the point of the, every chapter is to, Hey, what does God actually say about, about the value of women? What does God say mm-hmm. about our identity? Uh, who he is? What does God say about 
the rules and guidance for living. What does God say about the, the, the role and the power of the Holy Spirit? And so it's really a, a, uh, a journey through the, the right perspectives told through these stories that I experienced in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the topics that you touch on in your book is specific challenges that teenage Ugandan girls face in a culture of inequality and how it affects their view of God's love. So can you um, amplify that on that a little bit? Yeah, I'll do my best to do it without getting emotional. I'm an emotional <laughs> guy, and um, our girls, our students, um, go through far more than, than anyone should. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a culture, and when I say culture, I'm not trying to speak generally about the country, but there's a there's kind of this subculture in the materially poor villages mm-hmm. that is very first century. And so... Women are not considered valuable aside from um, the ability to produce offspring. Mm-hmm. And so the girls who grow up in these communities um, are kind of groomed for the pleasure and service of men. Mm-hmm. And so their identity is one of what their culture says. And so the idea that they are equally made in the image of God, they are mm-hmm. equally loved and valued by God, is a concept that we have to introduce slowly and carefully, mm-hmm. because when they get it, and they do, when they get that they are valued and loved by God, mm-hmm. it is the most dramatic transformation you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And so I have a, a particular love uh, for these girls and, and what they face, but we, we have a, a process where we, we introduce or reintroduce this concept of, of equally made in the image of God to all of our students every mm-hmm. year. And I'll tell you, the, the, the interesting thing is that our boys, uh, our young men at our school, mm-hmm. they get it much faster than the girls do, because the, the mm-hmm. way that the boys think, because Scripture is so clear, there's no ambiguity about how God feels about about men and women and their equal value mm-hmm. in the kingdom. There's no doubt about that. And when, when so these guys are very kind of evidence-driven, they're very analytical, and so when you go to Scripture and say, this is what God says, they go, okay, that makes sense. But the girls, their shared experience is so different than what God says about their value that it takes a bit longer for them to accept their value in, in, in their culture and in their community and, and who they, and who they are. So mm. I, it's, it's, in some ways it's, it's heartbreaking, but in, in, in many other ways, it, it leads to such a dramatic transfer transformation because what God says is so different and of course way better than what their culture says. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a pretty incredible thing to see. If we can get the boys and girls of America to see what you've just said, uh, what a transformation that would be <laughs> in in the society that we live in in the United States, um, let alone the amazing uh, transformation that that would take place in cultures such as in Uganda. Um, what a beautiful testimony. Well, and Roberta, what you just said is this is the crux, and this is kind of why I wrote the book. The wealth and the material comfort of America hides the difficulty that women face in our own culture, mm-hmm. and especially teenage girls. 
because teenage girls, especially because of social media, they're asked to grow up faster. They have the the curse of Genesis three, and mm-hmm. so there's this there's this opportunity for young men to take advantage of them in our culture, and and we have laws and things that that theoretically protect women, but you can't you can't legislate the hearts of men. And and as as recently as five years ago, there were two thousand reported rapes a day in the United States. Yeah, reported rapes a day. We have not evolved. We have not moved forward mm-hmm. as far as how we actually value women in our country. But the reason it can be more difficult in America is that women, young girls are taught that they have value. Our culture teaches that they have value. And so when their experience doesn't line up with what our culture teaches, there's almost this resistance to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, what's wrong with me? Whereas Mm -hmm. in Uganda, their culture teaches they don't have value. So that when they are taught that they have value, there's an embracing Mm -hmm. of, of Christ's teaching. Where here, it's almost like, what's wrong with me, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you touched on something that's really, really important, and that is, you know, not looking at the, the, the kind of more visible, very different manifestation of that brokenness in other countries, and really kind of say, how do we have girls in our country, teenage girls, embrace the value that they have and live as if they know that value? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I can tell that you... Uh, have a very strong passion for helping the people of Uganda, but also the people of um, all over the world that might be able to pick up a copy of your book called Unexpected Joy, Finding True Purpose Through Surrender. So, Kelly, tell our listening audience how they can find a copy of your book. Well, the 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 book is available on all the online online retailers like like Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Books a Million and ChristianBook.com and so that would be my suggestion would be to to order a copy from one of those great retailers and then tell us how they can learn more about the uh, 314 community that you are a part of yeah we've got a simple website 314community.org and you can learn all about kind of what we're doing and why we're doing it. And uh, we'd love to have conversations and ask any, answer any questions. It's, it's a great experience having served in another country, and, mm-hmm. and I'd love to share those experiences with people. Great. Well, one more time, the book today is Unexpected Joy, Finding True Purpose Through Surrender, and we've been talking with Kelly C. Miller, and we certainly thank Harvest House for giving us a copy of the book to talk about. Kelly, thank you so much for sharing your heart and passion with our listeners today. You're very welcome, Roberta. I enjoyed uh, talking with you. And to our listeners, we thank you for tuning in. This is Roberta Foster on The Author's Corner. And if you missed any part of today's interview or would just like to hear it again, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to join us again next time on Author's Corner. Author's Corner.